0: hey everyone welcome to another episode of adam talks a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement this is adam bergman founder and ceo of ira financial if you want to learn more you can subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on social media just search ira financial hey everyone and welcome to another episode of adam talks i'm adam bergman tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, I want to talk about NFTs or non-fungible tokens and your IRA. So this is a really fun podcast. I actually did a lot of research for this podcast, and I'm writing an article for Forbes on this exact topic. So this was fun. I've been uh, thinking about this topic for almost a month. Just hadn't had a lot of time to actually devote to researching this area. Because it's new, it's unique, it's novel, and it's pretty fun and cool. So I want to try to explain it to you, talk about what an NFT is, how it works, how big the market is, um, what basically the future looks like for NFTs, how they're valued, and most importantly, how they're taxed and can you own it in a retirement account? So it could be a lengthy podcast. I'll try to keep it as simple and concise as possible, but there's some pretty Say high-level um, areas and elements that we'll get into, but again, I'll try to keep it uh, as concise and clear as possible. So, a non-fungible token or NFT is basically a type of cryptographic token on a blockchain that represents—and this is the keyword—a unique asset. Okay, so these can be either digital assets or tokenized versions of a real-world asset, and they're not interchangeable. Right, so once the name suggests non-fungible, it means unique. Fungible, think of it as like a US dollar. You can transfer it for another US dollar. That is fungible. An NFT is non-fungible. So if you own an NFT of a specific highlight of a baseball or basketball game or a piece of art, it's unique. Only, well, you essentially own that specific image. It's a digital passport that comes with an asset. So it's essentially a virtual deed conveying ownership of a digital asset. Each one gets uploaded to a digital ledger on the Ethereum network where it conveys key information such as the date it was created, where it was sold, and for how much and to whom. This allows for this trust and authenticity which is so important and a core, core feature of NFTs. And that's the main difference of an NFT versus owning uh, maybe a physical baseball card or a piece of artwork where provenance is difficult to establish. We've know, all heard of various frauds with artwork, forgeries, and same with uh, signatures, baseball cards, and, and different types of assets. With an NFT, that problem is generally uh, reduced to almost nothing because of blockchain. So it's a really exciting, futuristic Technology. You know, we always heard about this happening. You know, I remember 10, 15 years ago, people said, well, you know, kids are going to ever, you know, buy baseball cards or basketball cards again. It's all going to be digital. And I remember thinking, well, I doubt that. I mean, there's something to be said about opening up a fresh pack of baseball cards and looking for like the new rookie card or a Pokemon or anything else. So that's starting to happen. I, I see it with my kids playing Fortnite. They're spending hundreds of dollars a month on skins, right? Just basically uniforms for their figures, uh, backpacks, you know, cool uh, baseball or basketball skins, basically a wardrobe, which to me makes absolutely zero sense. But um, to my kids who are 10, 7, this is what they spend their money on. So it's showing you what's going on. And we'll see some examples of that, how NFTs um, will fit into that trend. So, how it works? It's basically created on the Ethereum network, which is like a smart contract network. You all know Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency. Unlike Bitcoin, the applicability of Ethereum is actually greater—not um, just as a store of value, but it actually has applicability as a smart contract network. So again, one of the main benefits of a NFT is the fact that it's not physical, right? So, Pokemon card, baseball card—you don't have to worry about its condition rare are the corners bent, and also transferability. You don't have to deal with that, right? Everything is digital. Okay. And also the important thing is ownership. Since each NFT is unique and it's all kept on blockchain, there's no risk of provenance of forgery or um, other issues that impact um, art and collectible worlds. So NFTs cannot be directly exchanged with one another, right? That's why they're non-fungible. Just because no two NFTs are identical. So let's talk about some of the key characteristics of an NFT. We talked about a few. They're non-interchangeable. They're indivisible. They're indestructible because they're digital and they're verifiable because of blockchain. You can trade these on marketplaces such as OpenSea where you can go in, you basically need to have an Ethereum wallet. So you can go to like Gemini or Coinbase, open an Ethereum wallet, dump some money in Ethereum, and then through your Ethereum wallet, you can buy digital NFTs on OpenSea. Okay. So how big is this market? Obviously, the markets have exploded this year in COVID, just like almost everything else, whether it's Tesla stock, GameStop, AMC, or Bitcoin, Ethereum. People are spending money. People are at home. People actually have more money than they ever had. And I talked about this phenomenon in in multiple podcasts. Uh, People are richer than they ever have been. They got nowhere to spend their money. They're not traveling. They're home. They're bored. And Americans, we love to gamble, right? We like to get rich quick. So this market's actually exploded. I'll give you some numbers. It's small still, it's still 338 million, but it's up from 41 million in 2018. Okay, and this is from uh, L'Atelier, which is a a site. Uh, The surge of interest led to the expansion of online marketplaces. Blockchain technology helped, uh, I would say, bring about this movement in NFTs. Um, But obviously, I do believe uh, COVID-19 extra money, people looking for the next big thing to make money on, has accelerated the demand and interest in these uh, type of assets. You've also seen mainstream media. Um, cover NFTs. Um, recently, Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, said he would, he, would add, he would digitize the first tweet ever on Twitter. And as of now, the highest bid is like over two and a half million bucks. So that's an interesting concept, right? You take a moment of time, the first tweet ever on Twitter, you can digitize it, sell it. You have provenance because it's on blockchain and you own that moment in time. What's it worth? Well, we'll see what it's worth because value, like all assets, are based off supply and demand, right? That's the key market drivers. This is a little different. This is you know based on the idea of basically people are making up their own markets. Um, and it, it's an interesting phenomenon that's been going on now. Um, some of this stuff makes no sense, but Due to the scarce nature of NFTs, high demand from gamers, collectors, and investors, people are paying a lot for these NFTs. Um, people are making money too. One gamer on the decentralized virtual land platform decided to purchase 64 lots and combine them into a single estate, dubbed the secrets of Satoshi Tea Garden, sold for $80,000 purely because of a desirable location and road access. Another invested part of it, paid $220,000 for a segment of a digital Monaco racing track, okay? So you can go to the Louvre, take a picture of the Mona Lisa, and just a photo, right? You don't own the Mona Lisa. But with an NFT, you actually own that digital passport or the digital title to that image. And there's provenance. So that's the difference between just taking a picture of the Mona Lisa and actually owning an NFT of it. You actually own that digital image. You're the sole owner, And you have the certificate of prominence, whatever that's worth. Okay. So it's a supply and demand marketplace. um, And kind of we'll see where it goes. I'll talk about the MBA getting into it um, and what that means. But the market is growing, um, as I I showed. uh, The most expensive um, crypto punk, whatever that is, it's currently valued at about $2 million. But half of the 50 most valuable ones in the world have changed hands in the past few months. This digital artist, Mike Winkleman, better known for his, by his online alias Beeple. He made headlines recently by selling an NFT, the 10-second video he created to an investor for 67000 bucks. And the buyer, a Miami-based art collector, Pablo Rodriguez Frey, sold the NFT for almost 100 times what he paid for it. <laughs> Get this, $6.6 6 million. Okay. To him, he was buying a valuable piece of art akin to any other works of art from great masters. So Topshop, top shot, I should say. This is what the NBA created in partnership with a company where they're basically selling digital cards and digital highlights. So recently someone paid a few hundred thousand dollars for a digital highlight of $208,000 of a dunk by LeBron James. Again, even though you can find that dunk on pff, probably anywhere, YouTube, probably Twitter, Instagram, someone paid 208 Gs for it because they feel that the NFT gives them the unique rights to that particular image. And I guess they can go start taking that image off YouTube. They can start suing people who use that image, assuming they have the rights to it under this uh, sport um, relationship or the top shot with the NBA. I'm not, it's hard to understand exactly who owns what? So the NBA is selling these rights, but does that mean you have the sole right to that image and only you can show a picture of that dunk? Or could the NBA, does the NBA retain that as well? Probably. Could you then go on YouTube and force people to remove it for copyright infringement? I don't know. I mean, this is what's going on now, right? People are selling uh, different images and, and different pieces of art. So Um, it's, it's definitely a new world. Again, my kids spend tons of money on Fortnite on skins and they play Madden and NBA 2K and they spend money on buying cards to get better players and shoes for their players, which makes zero sense to me, but my kids are 10 and seven and it makes a lot of sense to them. So that shows me and teaches me that that's where, um, you know, things are probably headed. Okay. So how's this stuff taxed, right? Is this a collectible? What is this? What is an NFT? And the taxation part is super important to retirement investors. So we'll get into a second about whether this is a collectible or not. Um, but collectibles are taxed at 28%. So they're capital assets, but they're still taxed at 28%. There's a special capital gains tax for collectibles, whereas all other capital assets are at 20%. Okay, so keep that in mind. So if you're an art collector and you sell a painting and there's gains, you actually don't pay 20% capital gains if it's long-term. You pay 28%. Okay, not a lot of people realize that, but that's based off the uh, Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. So, can you buy it in a retirement account? So we know Section 408m of the Internal Revenue Code defines what a collectible is, and it says as following: Collectibles defined for purposes of this subsection, the term "collectible" means any work of art any rug or antique, any metal or gem, any stamp or coin, any alcoholic beverage, or any other, and this is the keyword, tangible, hmm. personal property specified by the secretary for purposes of this subsection. Okay. So let's talk about this. Tangible personal property. We all know what that means, right? It's something you can touch, right? That's basically the idea of it's anything other than real property. That's what personal property means, but something physical, right? That's what tangible personal property is. Something that is intangible, right, is something that cannot be touched or held, right? It can can include any item of worth that is not physical in nature, okay? Such as a digital asset, right? An NFT. An NFT is not tangible, right? So what is it? Okay, let's take an example, okay? Because I don't think any NFT can fit specifically into. Uh, a catch-all definition of a collectible, but let's take a image of a um, piece of art, okay? So it is a work of art, right? So right away, you should say it's collectible. I can't buy it in my retirement account, taxed at 28% if I own it personally, okay? And that's probably right. I would probably lean on that. If it's a true piece of art, God, it's going to be hard to argue it's not a collectible because it says any work of art, right? It doesn't say any tangible work of art. But if you look at subsection F, it then says, or any other tangible personal property. So why would the IRS put in the word tangible if it didn't connotate that the previous collectibles identified like art or antiques didn't have to be tangible? Now, obviously this was drafted in the early seventies when IRAs and 401ks were essentially codified with ERISA. So no one ever thought that we'd be dealing with digital artwork back in the 70s. At least most, pop, most people did it, especially the people writing the tax provision. So could you make the argument that 408M only applies to tangible art, physical art, and not digital? I don't know. There's zero IRS guidance on this. Obviously, it's a pretty new asset. The only guidance on virtual currency or cryptos is IRS notice 2014 21, and it does not deal with NFTs. It really just talks about cryptocurrency, virtual currency used as a mode of uh, transaction. It doesn't talk about these types of, of digital tokens. Okay, nothing I found from the IRS offers any guidance on this. So, you know, I think you got to proceed with caution if you want to buy this in an IRA. It, it, it could be risky, right? If you have a highlight of Michael Jordan or LeBron James, could that be argued it's a work of art? Possibly, right? It's it's it seems like a collectible, right? Baseball cards are collectibles. Um, If you Google it around, you're going to see most people connotate collectibles with baseball cards or comics. Um, Actually, there's there's proposed regulations, actually regulations that say that all musical instruments are also collectibles. Antique antiques like would a vintage uh, Corvette or a vintage Ferrari be a collectible? Probably. Okay. Now would Jack Dorsey's tweet, the first tweet ever on Twitter, would that be a collectible? Possibly. I mean, definitely you can argue that, right? But could you also argue that the code seems to suggest that the collectibles they're talking about are tangible, right? Because it says art, antiques, gems, coins, beverage, or any other tangible, tangible personal property. It doesn't say or any other properties specified by the secretary. It Specifically mentions tangible. So, does that mean it's also referencing tangible for those previous categories of collectibles it identifies like art? I don't know, right? I think the IRS will probably try to argue this as a collectible. Um, it just seems like if you had to go in one direction or the other, probably easier to make the argument it's a collectible. But could you stretch this? And try to argue it doesn't satisfy the definition of a collectible under 408M because it's not tangible, possibly. So again, I think we'll see if the IRS issues guidance and you own one of these NFTs. I'm I'm assuming it it's not gonna be retroactive. You probably have a chance to sell it and, and not get nailed with with any type of um no tax or, or uh, penalty in the case of 4 a 4AM collectible. It doesn't blow up your IRA, but it it could make that transaction collectible, uh, that collectible transaction taxable. But it's hard to to know what the IRS would do. I just really think it's going to be hard to argue that any you know, digital piece of art is not a collectible, okay? Or a digital basketball card is not a collectible. I mean, I just think that'd be a very tough argument to make. Yeah, you can try to argue this tangible um, definition and, and the, the fact that the code specifies and focuses on the word tangible for any other assets this government could add as a collectible. But I don't know. I just think they'd probably argue when they say the word any work of art, they mean any, mean digital or uh, physical. So um, remember, base, basically, you know, if you own it personally, you got to pay 28% tax if you are the investor. If you own this in a retirement account, proceed with caution. I I can't tell you if it's good or bad. I think it's risky now. There's no guidance. And I think the IRS probably would fall um, on the side of a collectible versus some type of just digital asset um, just because of the nature of the NFTs, which are essentially like trading cards, um, artwork, um, real estate and games, Uh, I just think it's gonna be easier for them to just say it's collectible. First of all, it benefits them. They get 28% instead of 20% capital gains. And they don't have to have people in their retirement account own it where the ascertainable value is more difficult than selling or buying Tesla stock or even Bitcoin where there's a real, not regulated, but a real established marketplace. Uh, I think they're gonna be worried about value and knowing the IRS, that's all they care about when it comes to your retirement account is value and and probably they would say how could someone argue that a lebron james dunk on an nft is worth 208,000 or or 28,000 or even 800 i mean it's crazy right so OpenSea is the largest marketplace they booked almost 90 million of us transactions um earlier um earlier this year um it's up from 8 million um few months earlier. So it it's moving, it's getting more popular, but proceed with caution if you want to own this in an IRA because or 401k because there's no guidance and I do think ultimately the IRS could make a strong case that this is a collectible, which is thus not permitted to be owned in a retirement account, but you can own it personally. Uh would be subject to a higher capital gains rate, but you certainly could own this personally. You just need to get an Ethereum wallet. You can go to OpenSea or um, some other um, marketplace. Uh, a lot of people have been going to these um, to the NBA Top Shot, which people think is really cool. My kids actually think this stuff is super cool. Uh, makes no sense to me. I like to touch the physical card or a comic book. To me, I feel I own it. But my kids don't care about the physical um, experience. They're happy to have it in on their phone or on their Xbox or PC to them, that's enough. And they can trade it and show it to their friends on their phone. So, hey, um, this is definitely something that's not going away. I I see this as a way for companies, uh, artists, um, to performers. I mean, uh, I just read that a uh, Kings of Leon, or I think Kings of Leon, one of the uh, rock band selling their album as an NFT. So there's some cool stuff that's going on. It's another source of revenue for artists. Uh, not just you know physical artists uh but you know musicians athletes um, entertainers comedians so uh and 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 potentially other areas, whether it 's you know someone selling a moment in time like uh, a, you know an image of of a wedding or something in their life or or something else i mean it's going to be interesting what happens, but one thing I do know is Americans we like to gamble and we like to try to get uh rich quick so as long as we're uh, have money in our pockets or in our bank account and we're willing to take chances I don't think this thing's going away yeah the market will crater at some point and crash and but it will come back uh, all it takes is um, you know larger um, organizations companies athletes entertainers to buy in mark Cuban who owns the Dallas Mavericks a billionaire he bought in um, on this um, and he's you know been a big uh, push or fan of trying to get the NBA to buy in, um, since he owns the, the Mavericks and opening up another source of revenue through this NBA Top Shop. Right, just selling the same highlights. You know, you can sell the rights to ESPN, um, and you can also sell it to some guy who's going to pay you two hundred eight thousand bucks for a dunk um, by LeBron James. So hey, why not, right? Um, anyways, um, as a retirement kind of focused podcast, just proceed with caution. Um, I wouldn't want anyone getting in trouble or, or having to sell something quickly because the iris comes out with um, some type of guidance. Uh, owning it with personal funds is just probably, do you take the position as collectible or not? Probably art related. Yes. Um, generally NBA cards. Yes. Real estate on a game. Uh, probably. Yes. I mean, it's a video game. What about Jack Dorsey's tweet? I don't know. Probably. Yes. Right. If you have a Muhammad Ali signature poster um, or signed gloves from his first fight, that's probably a collectible, right? So it's going to be hard to argue. Some of the stuff is not a collectible. And that's my concern. I'm trying to get our industry to uh, reach out to the IRS to get some type of guidance, but I have not heard anything back yet. So I will keep you guys informed if I hear anything on NFTs, taxation, and your retirement accounts. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks again for listening watching if you're doing so on youtube Uh, i really appreciate all the support Um, take care and i will talk to everyone again next week cheers